Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesday mornings, 11.30 with First Seder Bismedjish, firstseder.org. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners. Obez Hashem be joining this year. And it's been a number of weeks since before Tisha B'Av, since we had our last year. So Baruch Hashem, it's good to be back. This series is sponsored by... The Bitzik Safless Bottom Line Marketing Group, Schus for his family, for all the listeners, um, to have a Ksiva Vachzima Taiva. And I just want to point out that the series has been sponsored by Rebitzik. However, individual Shurim are still available for sponsorship. If anyone wants to sponsor, please reach out to me. Okay, today we're going to talk about one of the primary halachic personalities brought to Mishnabura probably hundreds of times, as Rabbi Greenspan pointed out to me this morning, and that is Rabbi Elia Shapira, known as the Elia Rabba. Elia Rabba and Elia Zuta, he wrote, but he's known as the Elia Rabba, one of the primary paiskim um, that we rely on. He was Nifter in the year 1712, Ches Nisan of Tough Iron Base. Now, before we even talk about Rebellia Shapiro, we got to go back a few generations. And we have to start with his great-grandfather. His great-grandfather, the way the Shem HaGedolim HaChadosh writes, he calls him Mereinu Arab Binyamin Volf Shapiro. Um, Binyamin is very often associated with a Ze'ev. A Ze'ev is a wolf. Binyamin Ze'ev Yitraf. So therefore many people in Europe who were named Binyamin their nickname or their Yiddish name was Wolf. So he was called Revolf Shapiro, Binyamin Wolf Shapiro. And he's described as Hamar Hagaldo, the great luminary, Hamikubo, the Mikubo, Hamafursam, Bidoiroi, the one that was very famous in his generation. Dayan Mitsuyan Biprag, he was an exceptional judge in Prague, Yoyser Mishloishim Shana. So we're talking about the great grandfather of Elia Shapiro was a Dayan in Prague for more than 30 years. He was the son of Rabbi Yechiel Yerushalmi Shapiro. He's known as Rabbi Yechiel Yerushalmi Shapiro. He had two last names, as we'll see in a moment. Who was also a Dayan and a Kotz in Prague. He was also a Dayan and a leader in Prague. He was the son of Rabbi Yosef from Prague. He was the son of Rabbi Kleinimus Kalman, who was from the city of Spire, Spira. That's where the name Shapiro comes from. The people are named Shapiro were from the city of Spire, and he had escaped during the Crusades, this Reb Kleinimus Kalman Spira, and he had gone to Eretz Yisrael, actually, during the Crusades, and when things got a little um, tough in Eretz Yisrael, he went back to Europe, to Prague, and in Prague he was known as Reb Kleinimus Yerushalmi, because he had been in Yerushalayim. And therefore, his grandchildren had both names. They were called Yushalmi Shapira. They were called Yushalmi Shapira because they had originally been from Spire, and then they had been known as the Yushalmi family. So that is the great grandfather of Volf, Ubinoi, and the Shem Agadayim continues and says, his son, Huanesher Hagadol, Volf's son, is the great eagle Goin Olam, the great Goin of the world, Mireino Arab. Aaron Shimon Shapira, who was the Av Bezdin of Prague, he was the Rav of Prague. As the Chida writes in his Sheh the Rav Aaron Shimon Shapira was Ish Aleikim Kadosh. He was a man of God, a holy man, 
And in the Sefer called Mishpachis of Prague, they have a list of all the families of Prague, they term him as the Reish Kalusa, the leader of the diaspora, the Reish Kalusa. He, this Rebaran Shimon Shapiro, was a Talmud of the Maral Prague. When Rebaran Shimon was all of nine years old, he learned by the Maral. And as he got older, he learned by the Shla and the Kliyakar in Prague. Now, after his father, Revolf was Nifter, he became the Rav at the Rosh Mesifta of Prague, the Roshiva of Prague. As it says on his Matseva, he was the Rav and the Rosh Hashiva for 40 years. Now, in the Sefer Amudei Ho'avoida, they quote there, B'Shem, the scribe, the Sefer, the secretary, I guess, of Rav Shimon, Rav Aaron Shimon, that in the War of Prague of 1648, and 1648 was the last year of the famous 30-year war in Europe, and it was between Sweden and Austria, in Tishrei of Tuftes, so this is uh, 1648, <coughs> the end of 1648, they were under attack, and the whole Kila got together, he describes at night and the next day, they were fasting, they were crying, many people actually made it as if it was a Yom Kippur, again this was in Tishrei, doesn't say exactly what the dates were, but with all the halachas of Yom Kippur, of not wearing <coughs> shoes and washing and so forth, and they got together in the shul, and they said the slichais that Reb Shimon had told them to say, Reb Shimon, the Rosh Hashiva and the Rav, besides the slichais that Reb Shimon himself composed for the situation, plus it seems he composed other piyutim for the nisim and the salvation that they ultimately um, had. And he writes over there that they actually printed these slichais, However, the author of this Sefer, Amud Avoida, he was quoting the secretary, he says, I actually never saw um, these slichais, but this is what's reported. <coughs> now, the Shavus Yaakov, who is, as we'll see, a brother-in-law of the El Yeraba, in Chelek Al of Simen Lamivav, he brings a story that happened with the Shach, who was a guest in Prague. In the Shir on the Shach, we said over this story, that there was a question about certain Esraigim, which were a question of being Morkov grafted, and if they were kosher or not. And the Shach, who was running at the time, um, and passing through in Prague, he was matir to make a brach on these Esraigim, with certain, as long as there were certain telltale signs on the Esraigim. And he said it was a Shazat Chak, they didn't have Esraigim, so therefore he was allowed to make a bracha. And it was against the Psak of the Marash of Rabar and Shimon. And it's possible the Shach didn't know that. And there were these strong uh, willed uh, um, Gevirim. They were the leaders who wanted that they should use these Esraigim. And um, they made sure that the Chazin was going to actually recite a bracha in Shul on this Esraig against the Psak of the Rav who was sitting right there. And the way the Shavuz Yaakov says, But they held him back from heaven. Why? Because he was about to make a bracha, and the Esrik fell and became puzzle. And he brings there that the Shach later regretted his psak, and before he was nifter, he told his son, he gave him a paper, and he told him to go ask Mechila from Rabbi Aaron Shimon, um, that he, uh, he went to connect him, 
he went connected his psak. So it seems he understood it was his psak, um, but uh, so he had charata. So that's a story that happened with Reb Aaron Shimon and um, the Shach. Now again, to understand who this Reb Aaron Shimon was in the Tshuva Savoides Agershuni, Simon and Tess is talking about an Aguna there. <coughs> if, I, if I remember correctly, so he writes, Gam tamachti yisei I also relied on Sheishlonu Ilan Gadolitoisboy. We have a great big tree to rely on. Mareinu Varabenu Rabban Shokalbne Agaila, the Rav of the entire diaspora of Aaron Shimon, Asher Ayur Tairasai Bikakanal, that his light of his Tyra is in the city of Prague, that's where the Shaila came from. But his light shines to Kalbane Table, Mimizrachad Mayrov to the entire world from east to west. And he is matter, he permits this. Who's going to come after the king to say differently? And anyone who detaches himself from the words of Rabar and Shimon, Min Hachayim is like he's detaching himself from life. Kial, because after his psak, there's nothing to add and there's nothing to detract. That's how great he was. Now, in the El Yarabah himself, his grandson, in Simon Nun Hay, Sivkatan Hay in a Sefer, writes, the Gabzikeni Hagoinzal, my grandfather the Goin, Shayzokin Vyoshibi Yeshiva, he was an elder and he was sitting in Yeshiva, Yaisir Mechamishim Shana, he was teaching in Yeshiva more than 50 years. Now Rabaran Shimon was Nifter in the year 1680 in Tough Mem, like it says on his Matseva, Aaron ben Shmoinim Shana. Aaron was 80 years when he stood in front of his creator. He died in the great plague of Prague of 1680. There was a plague between the year 16, the end of 1679, December of 1679 to December of 1680. And uh, 2,740 Jews were nifter in that period of time. I seem to remember in a different share we mentioned um, this plague. Other people were nifter, if I remember correctly. Um, Gedolim and their fam- or families of Gedolim. Um but that's when he was nifter during this uh, plague in the year 1680, and um, and that is Reb Aaron Shimon. Reb son, the father of the Yaraba, was named after his grandfather Reb Yomin Wolf, and he married. The Al Yaraba's mother's name was Sheva Bas, and this is what it says on the title page of El Yazuta of the original printing. Per Hadar HaMekubal HaChacham, the glory of the generation, the Mekubal, the Chacham HaShalem, the perfect Chacham, Merein Rav Shmuel Kalish. Zatzal, that's who his wife was, so that was the mother of the Al Yaraba. Now after <coughs> Rabbi Aaron Shimon was Nifter, Rabbi Yaman Valf took over as the Rav, and it seems to me perhaps that he wasn't actually in the official Rav position. As it says on his Matseva, And he judged Klai Yisrael for 20 years in place of the Rav here in the city. It doesn't say it was the Rav, it was like in place of the Rav, as we'll see. And this was until about the year Tav Samach Beis, until about the year 1702, because in that year, Rav David Oppenheim became the Rav of Prague. Now, Rav David Oppenheim eventually, years later, became Rabbi Yamin Wolf's son-in-law in a second marriage. I don't know if Rav Wolf was alive or not at that time, but he married his daughter in a second marriage. But he became the Rav in Tav Samach Beis. 
So that was for 20 years. About 11 years later, Rabbi Yaman Wolf became the Rav of half of Bohemia, the chief rabbi over half the region of Bohemia. Again, there's Bohemia on the west, Moravia is on the east, we mentioned this, Marin, Bo, PM, or Bo, BM, uh, many times. So he was half, and then a few years later, in Tuf Ayin Ches, um, he became the Rav of the entire country or region of Bohemia. Now, besides being the Rav in a Shaifet, he was also a Darshan. In the Sefer Mari Cheskel Katan on page Yudches, he writes over there that someone came to him and he told him that he heard a Jrasha in Prague from the Mara Galdol, the big luminary Darshan Muflog, the unbelievable Darshan, Dayan Mufla Mi Bezdin. He was also a Dayan on the Bezdin Moira Shava. The Bezdin at that time was called Moira Shava. We'll see. Um, a little later, perhaps, why it's called that. That was the Bezdin in Prague. In other words, it seems to be there were levels of the Bezdin, and this was a level that everybody was like equal. That's why it's called Moira Shava, the equal um, Paiskim, or the equal ones who teach. So that was the Bezdin in Prague, was called the Bezdin Moira Shava. Bezdin, sometimes it's Mem Shin, it stands for Moira Shava. So he was a Dayan on this Bezdin, Ho'aluf Hamerumam, Verena Ravolf Shapiro. So you see, he was a big Darshan as well. And his Matseva says Nemon, he was very trustworthy. Mimuna Kupadara de Kadisha Mihulala, he was in charge of the stock of Eretz Yisrael. There must have been some type of fund. They sent money to Eretz Yisrael. He was in charge of that. Vaterev Masas Binyamin and the loads of Binyamin, the presence of Binyamin were many in Gemarashi Taisvis, Chuvas Responsa, Mikobane Agaila. He was asked questions and answered from all of the diaspora. Ben Ayin Heishana Baloisa Lamaila, he was 75 when he was Nifter. So that is the father of the El Yarabba, Rabbi Yamin Wolf Shapira. Now, his elder son was Rabbi Chiel Michal. Rabbi Chiel Michal, who's brought by the El Yarabba in Kufmem Gimel Sivkotten, hey, he says, Va'achi Harab Meirein Rav Michal Amar. My brother Rav Michal said, and this is an interesting thing he brings from him. There are two terms for a sheep in the Torah. Sometimes it says keves, and sometimes it says kesev. Same letters, the, sh- the sin and the vays um, switched. So the question is, what happens if in a Sefer Torah, instead of writing keves, it was written kesev? Is it possible or not, or does it mean the same thing? Perhaps the same question would be, if a Balkare said the wrong one, is that call that he changed the meaning? So he brings, the Yerabah brings Bishem his brother, that he says, since in the Medrash it says that a keves is called a keves, Beishamai says because it's kovshin avanisayim, it, it squeezes, so to speak, it presses the averus of Klai Yisrael, the carbon, that's what it does, it's mechaper. And Beishilu says, Eloshin mechabsen avanisayim, it's Eloshin of, of um, washing away the Averis of Kla Yisrael. So therefore he said, since there's something specific about keves to mean this word, kesev doesn't mean any of those things. And therefore he says, it's considered a change, considered a shinui. Just I'm hearing, um, hearing someone who's not, uh, hearing someone who's not muted. Okay, now I muted you. Okay. Um, and therefore it's a change, and therefore the Sefer Torah is possible. That's what he brings from 
Reb Michal. Now, we did mention this Reb Michal once before, because the son of Reb Michal was the father-in-law of the Reb Reb Yenis and Ibishitz. And we mentioned that in the Shir on the Reb Reb Yenis and Ibishitz. Now, <clears throat> the Reb Yom involves sons-in-law, meaning brothers-in-law of the El Yeraba. His One of them was Reb Yaakov Reisher, the Shavuz Yaakov, as we mentioned before. One of them, as we said, in a second marriage, was Reb David Oppenheim, one of the Gedalim of the time as well, and the Rav of Prague. And he had other sons-in-law as well, who um, are not necessarily as famous. Now, from his Torah, from Rev. Wolf, Binyamin Wolf's Torah, we don't have much. Only what's brought in the Svarim of the El Yeraba and the Shvus Yaakov, he's brought many times different Psakim from him and Torah from him. That's all we have. So now we go to his son. We're finally coming to our subject today, Reb Elia, Reb Elia, the son of Reb Binyamin Wolf Shapiro. Now, he was born about the year Tuf Chaf, which is about, which is 1660. Now, what was his name? We're calling him Elia. Now, usually, Elia is a nickname for Eliyahu. You know, you're from Philadelphia. My Roshiva Rabbi Elia Shvei, Zechrein and Levracha. His name was Rabbi Eliyahu, right? Rabbi Eliyahu and Rabbi Shmuel Eib. So, but he's called Rabbi Elia. So what was his name? So the Chazam Soifer in Etshuva and Heaven Ezer Beis, Simen Chavav, is writing to his father-in-law, Rabbi Kiveger, and he says, Today I was very busy with a get for someone named Chaim ben Elia. And everyone calls him Elia without the Vav, not Eliyahu. Only when he's called up for an Aliyah, they call him Elio. So I asked, which family does he come from? Like, where did he get his name from? So they said, because he's named after his, one of his grandparents, the Baal Elia Rabbah. So the Chassam Seifer says, I looked in his Sefer Elia Rabbah, in the Elia Zuta, which is the Sefer, as we'll talk about later. And that's the Sefer that the El Yeraba himself printed, the only one he printed, and that's where the Chassam Seifer is saying, I could bring a proof from that because he printed it himself, and many times he refers to himself as Elia without a Vav, not Eliyahu. And not only that, in the Hakdama there, there's a bit of a poem, a shir, like a song. We've had this many Mechabrim. His father wrote like a little song about his son, and the beginning of each stanza had a letter in his, of his name, and the stanzas are only Elia without a Vav. So the Chazam Seifer says, I decided that his name is actually Elia without a Vav. For this person, that is his name. And then he says, they showed me that the Noi Yehuda, Eben Hazar, Aleph, Simon Sadi, has such a Shaila Bechlal. And he himself over there says, also, the way the Chazam Seifer says, he decided Elia's okay as well, even for Eliyahu. And he says, that's for anyone. Umikal Shekain says the Chassam Seifer, over here I have even more of a reason that his name was actually Eliyah, not Eliyahu. Um, that was his actual name. Um, then uh, that's why uh, the Ket is written, Chayim ben Eliyah. Now, as a young person, it seems he left Prague to go to Kalish. Kalish is about 400 kilometers northeast of Prague in Poland. And he went to learn by the Magen Avram. We said this in the Shir on the Magen Avram. Like in the Haskama to the Sefer Magen Avram, the Yerabba writes, that when I went and I uh, was uh, drew water, um, when I was a young person, meaning I learned by the Magen Avram when I was a young person. And in, 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 in uh, El Yazuta, 
In Reish Membeis if Katan Dalid, he says, Valuf Nurai, and the teacher of my youth, Harav Mirenu Avram Avram Abli Mikalish, Sholakli Kuntreis Echad, he sent me one of his pamphlets, and in the beginning of Hilcha Shabbos, and there's a shail over there, they bring down from the Mikubalim that one should eat fish at every single meal. And uh, my Rebbe wrote in that Kuntris, Kalecha Lefitivai, it depends if you like it or not, you don't have to force yourself to eat it. And that's we quotes from his Rebbe's pamphlet. Now, if you look in our Magen Avram over there in Reshem and Beis of Katan Aleph, that's exactly what is quoted there. Now, if you remember from the Shir and the Magen Avram, the Magen Avram was only printed later, as we'll see later in the Shir here. So, at that point, when he was writing the um, the El Yazuta, it wasn't printed yet. So, he had sent him some of his Kuntresim of his uh, Sefer. So he also learned by the Dayan of Prague, Rav Shmuel Helman. Rav Shmuel Helman was one of the great Gainim of the time. The Bey Shmuel and Avon Ezer, Sima Beisiv Dalid, brings V'chein Hiksha Ho'aluf HaTeirani, Ner Yisrael, the light of Klai Yisrael, Meren Rav Hilman Mikak Prague. So he's one of the Chashuvim of the time. And the El Yerab and Reish Beisiv Katan Beis, um, is saying an interesting thing. He brings B'Shem his Rabbi, as we'll see in a minute. He's talking about the difference between Shabbos Shacharis and Shabbos Musaf. In Shacharis, everything is in Lashain Zachar, in Meil. V'loy him him. Lashon Zachar, because it's going on Ubayoyim Hashvi. That's the way we describe Shabbos. And Yoyim is Meil. But in Musaf, everything is Belashen Nekeva, Karbanaiseha, Pirusheha, Sidureha. Why? Because it's going on the word Tikanta Shabbos. Shabbos is Nekeva. Kain Shamati Mimeriri Mereinu Rav Hilman. This is what I heard from my Rebbe Rav Hilman. Shamar B'Shem Chamev. He said it in the name of his father in law. And he also brings from him in other places Tafkuf Lamad Aleph, Sivkatan Aleph, and in Tafresh Mem, Sivkatan Ches as well. But it seems that his primary Rebbe was his grandfather of Aaron Shimon Zatzal, the Rav of Prague. Like he writes in his preface to El Yazuta, when I was drawing water, from my grandfather, I grew up on his lap. And he brings from his grandfather many, many times in the Svarim. For example, but there's many more times in El Yerabba, Ayin Aleph, Sivkatim Beis, he writes, V'chein Risi, Maiseh, Zilzakini, Agoin, I saw a story by my grandfather, and in Tav Samach Zayin, Sivkatim Beis, he says, I saw such a Shiloh came in front of my grandfather, and in El Yazuta, Tav Kuf Samaches, Sivkatim Beis, V'chein Zikni, Agoin, Zal, Noag, Lohariz, Kein, Lechol, Shailov, my grandfather would pass in for all those who ask him, and in El Yerabba, Reish, Pei Beis, Sivkatim Gimel, he says, my grandfather's Kani Azokain, Hagoin Mirena of Aaron Shimonzatzal, Tikin Paibe Prague. He made a takana here in Prague. It's talking about adding on to Aliyahs on Shabbos. To be we call them Hisophis. So he made a takana. You can't have more than ten Aliyahs besides from after. So three Hisophis and that's it. It's a bother for the Tzibur. And says the Yarabba, I added on to his words. That on the Yomim Neiroim, you also shouldn't have more than 10. Why? Because if you can have more than 10 on the Yomim Neiroim, and on Shabbos you only have 10, the Yomim Neiroim will seem to have more holiness than Shabbos, and we don't want that. We know, for example, a Rosh Hashanah only has 5 Elias, and Yom Kippur 6, Shabbos is the holiest, they have 7. 
But if you're going to only limit Shabbos to 10 aliyahs with the additions, and you're going to let Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur have more, it's going to end up that Shabbos is, so to speak, less holy. So therefore, he didn't allow that. Now, if you look in Mishabura and Shulchan Aruch, and that's him in Reish Pebez, in the Berhetev, the Berhetev brings this down, he, go, he writes, Hagoin Marash Tikein. The Goin Marash was Mesakin. Who's Marash? That's our Marash, Rabbaran Shimon, the Rav of Prague. Now, in his Hakdama that we quoted before, the Rebellion writes that another thing, and in the house of learning of Moran of Rabbana, who is it? My father, Moran Rabbal. So it seems he considered his father as his Rebbe as well. And all those who are the Talmidich Hachamim, and uh, he brings many, many times from his father in his farim as well. So, as we said before, that we don't have a lot of terror from his father except what is brought from um, in the Al-Yarab and in the Shavuz Yaakov. Now, at a young age, Rebbe Elia was already a Rav. We don't know exactly when he became the Rav, but his first Rabbanus was in Kellen. Kellen is the place known from them by the Machsa Shekel, um, some, I don't know, 80-odd years later. And which is near Prague, it's about 70 kilometers east of Prague. And we don't know when he became the Rav, but in the Haskama that his father wrote to the El Yazuta, and that was in the year Tuf um, Memches, so that is in um, 1688, his father calls him the Rav of Kellen. So he was already the Rav then. And in Tuf Nunhei, a few years later, about seven years later, Rebellion wrote a Haskama to the Sefer Yefei Anaf. And Megillois, and he signed it. He was in Kellen. So in the, those years, he was already in Kellen. So again, if he was born in about the year Tafchaf in 1660, so we know that by the age of 28, he was already a rav in Kellen. Now, in Taf Nun Ches, which is a few years later, again, this last Haskama was Taf Nun Hey. So Taf Nun Ches, which is uh, 1698. He gives Askama to the Sefer Vizaisli Yehuda, and the title or the uh, the um, title that's given to him on top of the Askama is Harabanim Hamuflagim Bezdin Moirashava Miprak. So it was a few Dayanim from the Bezdin Moirashava that all gave their Askama, and he is one of them. So we have him in Tufnun Hay in Kalin, but by Tufnun Ches he was already back in Prague as a Dayan. Um in about the year Tafnuntas, about a year later, it seems he got a Ksav Rabonus to the city of Tikhtin, which is in northeast Poland, is very far away, 800 kilometers from northeast from Prague. And he got the Ksav Rabonus. And in fact, in two Haskamas that he gave in the year Tafnuntas, one in Sivan and one in Tammuz, uh, to the Sefer Marocha Chadasha and the Sefer Halacha Brura, he signs it Poi Prague. I'm here in Prague, but his net is spread out to Tikdin Vahagalo, to Tikdin and the region. Which sounds like he got the Ksav Rabbanos from Tikdin, and yet he was still in Prague. But it seems from the historians that he never really made it to Tikdin. Um, it's not 100% clear that he ever went to Tikdin, and he seemed to have remained in Prague. 
Now, even though on his Matseva, it says numerous times, Av Bezdin Veram Betiktin, he was never the Rav of Prague, as we'll see. He was a Dayan, he was a Darshan, he was a Shiva, but he was never the Rav. But they write he was the Rav <coughs> and the Rashiva in Tikten. But we already know from the Shir on the Shla and others that once one got a Chashiva Rabbanus, even if he didn't end up there, a lot of times he was referred to as that Rav. So that may be the answer to that question of was he really in Tikten or not? Why is he called the Rav of Tikten if he never really made it to Tikten? But again, it's not 100% clear if he ever made it there or not. So again, we don't find him signing as the Rav of Tikton. We only find him signing here in Prague, but his um, net spread to Tikton. What was he in Prague? In Prague, as we said, he was the Rosh Hashiva. Like it says on his Matseva, Hemid Talmud Rabim, he taught many Talmidim. Um, and from his house, they never stopped having yeshiva. This is what it says on his matzeva, like in the years of Rav Yosef and Rabbah. And like he says, in And this is how I explained in when we learned in the yeshiva. And the Naida Behuda and his askama to the El Yerabah and Shas, he writes, Uviyichud Paikila Sainu, Naid Buddha was in the eighteen hundreds. He said, especially here in Arkeila, Asher Poiravats Taira Vihigdil, Gvulay Bitamidim, here he taught Taira and he taught many Talmidim. His Talmud in the Hakdama to El Yarabah writes that he had Talmidim Uflagim Rabim, many, many great Talmidim, Miyarba Kanfi's hearts that came from all over the land. So that was his job as Rosh Hashiva in Prague. He was also the Darshan in Prague. Like he writes in Al Yarabah, Tofkofayantes, Sivkatan Hey, Vinidrashdi Bivesakvaris, and I gave this Drasha in the Besakvaris, an Arab Rashhidishvat, Bitainus Khabura Kadisha Goimle Chesed Shali. In the Tainus of the Khabra Kadisha Goimle Chesed Shali, that was the name of the Khabra Kadisha. Khabra Kadisha, those who do Chesed. In fact, today if you go to the old cemetery of Prague, there's a building there called the uh, the building of the Chavra Kadisha Gaim Chesed. There's a museum now there of a lot of the uh, Chavra Kadisha. Very interesting things there. I saw somewhere online in one forum they're very busy. Why he writes Shali? Is it a mistake? So the truth is, why would he say it's mine? So on his Matseva it says Virav Chabura Kadisha Gemils Chasadim. He was the Rav of the Chavra Kadisha. That's probably why he called it Chavra Kadisha Shali, my Chavra Kadisha. And also in Shin Mem, Sivkat Yadalid, and in Tafrej Zayin, Sivkat and Aleph, we find that he quotes Drashas that he was that he darshaned in Prague. Now, as he said before, he was also a Dayan on the Bezdin Meirashave. Many times in his Sefer, he writes, Nishalti, I was asked, Veishavti, and I answered. Or he says, Maisa, there was a story, Vahirasi, and I paskint. Um, in El Yazuta Tov Kuf Pei Beis Yivkatin Yedalif, he writes, Umizeh Hayresi, I paskind. This was about if an Avel is allowed to daven, not on Rosh Chodesh, but on a day when you don't say Tachnun, like in Nisan, or like Boimer, or something like that. So he passed in, you could. And he says, Since I saw some of the Chachamim, Pikpek Bazem Oid, they were very uh, upset about. They were they were questioning me. Iyanti, I looked into it again. Vaychachti, and I proved that it is allowed uh, to be to daven and even Rosh Chodesh by Minchan Ma'ariv. He says you're allowed to daven as well. This the Mishabur brings down many different shitas about this, and uh, if I remember correctly, the Al is one of them. 
Um, in the title page of El Yazuta, it says, Chasan Hanovin Hamusher Hakatsin Amarumam, he's the son in law of the big leader, Rebezriel Yomtif. Rebezriel Yomtif from Prague was one of the leaders of Prague. And in fact, um, in the Haskama to El Yazuta, he has two Haskamas only. One of them is his father, the other one was for Ramosha Kayan from Yushalayim. Ramosha Kayan writes that I was collecting money and I was a guest in the house of Hagvir, Hamaula, Haraish, Hamanik, Hakatsin, this big leader, Rebbe Zriel Primus, he calls him. Bisham Bivesa, and there in his house was his son in law, Hamar Hagadol, this Elia. So his father in law was one of the leaders of Prague. He had um, numerous children, um, sons and, and daughters-in-law, and do- sons and daughters and sons-in-law. We'll talk about one of them at the end, but most of them, I don't think, are well known who they are. Now let's talk about his svarim. His grandson in the Akdama to El Yaraba Alashas writes, He left after him a limitless amount of svarim. And his Talmud in the Akdama Tal Yerabah says, He left over manuscripts on all of the four tours. His great Sefer Drushim Nechmadim, Drushes, Al from the beginning to the end of the Torah. Also, limitless. But that's what his, his, his Talmud writes. As we'll see, most of them have been lost from us. Now his first Chibor, I shouldn't say the first, but the first one, meaning the only one that he actually printed himself in his life, as we said before the, from the Chassam Seifer, was the El Yazuta. The El Yazuta, he writes in his Akdama, that I composed the Sefer and the Levush. Because the Levush at the time was something that everybody was learning. If you remember our shir on the Levush, the Levush made a... He wasn't so happy with the base, with the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, who just wrote halachas without saying the sources or reasons for them. But the Beis Yosef and the Darkei Moshe were much too lengthy. So therefore he wrote the Levush, and it was very common at that time to learn Levush. So therefore he says, I wrote my Sefer on the Levush. And in the Akdama there he writes ten things why he wrote his Sefer and what he was adding to the Levush. Um, some of them are that he, he brings those who argue on the Levush. He adds in the halachas the Levush left out. Um, there were svarim that were printed after the Levush was printed, like the Shla, the Bach, the Drisha, the Prisha, the Taz, and others. But all of them are very bikitzer, very short. Like he writes in many places, Darki lekatzer b'sefer hazeh, my way is to be very brief in the Sefer. And he calls it El Yazuta, the small one. Because it's very brief and short, and not only that, he printed it bekrachkat, and he writes in a small volume, ba'oses kitanis v'nois, in nice but small letters, lemanisa becheik as mishnah tayrazos, person could carry it along with him, and he'll have everything that he needs, all the halachas that he needs. He'll be able to be mekayim tayra and mitzvahs. Now, the first time it was printed, it was printed from the beginning of Arachayim. He printed it till the beginning of Hilcha Shabbos. Now, the Sefer was well-received in Klai Yisrael, and in fact, other Sfarim started quoting from his Sefer. However, the problem was, since he wrote so briefly and shortly, very often they quoted him incorrectly, and he was upset about that. And now, Yerabba Simintas, if gotten hey, he says, Lafuke mi kitzer Not like the kitzer that quoted me saying this, Mashalei la'alalibi, I never meant to say it. 
And also in Reish Memvav, Sivkatin Yedzayin, Began Nata Kasa B'Shem Abach. He says, the Sefer God Nata quoted the Bach. He says, but that's not what the Bach says. And that Sefer quoted it from my Sefer El Yazuta, but he didn't look it up. And since I said it very short, he didn't understand what he meant. He didn't understand. He didn't know his right from his left. So because of this, he reprinted it with some Hesophis, some things that were f- he fixed, and he printed it on the entire Arachayim. Afterwards, he started to work on his big Sefer, the El Yaraba, which is inclusive of his words in the El Yazuta. However, he added in more explanations, a little bit more lengthy. Sometimes there were questions in the El Yazuta that he doesn't answer, or he asks or says Sarachion in El Yaraba. He answers those questions. But still, even in El Yaraba, in Kufnun Tassif Katun Yabez, he says, I really have a answer on this, but I didn't want to go too lengthy even in this Sefer. And also in Reish Chav, Sivkat and Gimel, he says, In this Sefer I was brief, Things that don't produce a Psak Halacha, I didn't go off on tangents and lambdas into that, and I was Mekatzer. Now, and in many places he says that he was Mekatzer in the El Yaraba, but again, that's still the lengthy one compared to the El Yazuta, Zuta meaning small, Rabba meaning the great one. Now, besides all the Sifrei Halacha he had with him, he had Sifrei Svarim of Rishonim and Akroinim from all parts of the Torah, an unbelievable amount. I think they write even in Simon Aleph, he quotes over 30 Svarim, many of them very not common Svarim. He had an unbelievable Bikiyas, and he had a lot of manuscripts of Kadmainim, of Rishonim, like the Chaya Adam in his Akdama writes, Del Yaraba is one of the primary Psak, Paiskim, Q Sefer, Nichbad. It's a very special Sefer. Mach Mashay Lufan of Kal Sifra Rishonim, Begam Kisveyad Harbe, he had many manuscripts. He writes, Misbar has an endless amount of mistakes, as we'll see in a moment. Now his Talmud, in his Akdama, writes that he wrote the El Yarabah primarily before the Sefer Magine Eretz came out. What's Magine Eretz? Magine Eretz we've learned about. That's what we call the Shulchan Aruch. That was when they put the Magin Avram and the Taz, and they called the Magin Avram and Magin David, around the Shulchan Aruch, they called him Magine Eretz. So you remember the Magin Avram was one of his Rabbeim from his youth. He called him Aluf Nurai. But in Tuf Nun Beis, they printed the Magine Eretz, and he saw that many times, he, his Talmud writes this, he was mechavin to the words of the Gedali Apaiskim, of the Taz or the Magin Avram. So what did he do? Says his Talmud, from his great humility, he went and he quoted those in his Sefer, and instead of saying that he was Mechadish, the same thing, he quoted it from the other ones. Even though he was Mechadish, the same thing, and that's why we find, let's say, in Simon Aleph, Sivkat in Gimel, Shub Nidfah, Sefer Magen Avram, the Magen Avram has been printed, and in Simon Samach Dal, Sivkat in Aleph, Shub Nidfah, Sefer Taz, and because of that, he put that in, and that's why he quotes the Magen Avram in so many places, but it was all added in, so to speak, later to the Sefer. Someone was murdered to me. It doesn't seem when he quotes the Magen Avram, he gives like covered, like it's his Rebbe, 
as opposed to, as I point out, in one place he calls him Aluf Nuurai, he gives him that covet. It would seem to me that was all later, all later added in. After the Sefer Magan Avram was printed, he added that all in, and so many numerous times he did, that each time, I guess, he didn't want to say, this is Meir Virabi, Meir Virabi, Meir Virabi. He was just adding in what now was brought from the Magan Avram. Now, he wasn't Zaycha to print the Sefer, and his Talmud writes that, again, with many of his manuscripts, there was a fire in Tav Kuf, Yud Dalid, which is... Uh, which is uh, 1754, there was a great fire in the city of Prague, and all of his manuscripts, the Al-Yarabah's manuscripts, were burnt. And he says, this manuscript that I had was, it seems, the way I understand it, wasn't written by the Al-Yarabah himself. It was a copy, and it was already, it was metushtush v'karua, it was all smudged, and it was all uh, ripped, dubali, and it was worn out, and it was full of mistakes. It seems the one who had copied it from the original Ksavyad made many mistakes. And this is what he had the Talmud to use to print it. That's why the Chayadim says it was full of mistakes. Not that the El Yarabah himself made mistakes, but the copy person, where they and they didn't have the original anymore because it got burnt up, that's why it's full of mistakes. Now, <clears throat> the Talmud writes that he wrote the Sefer on the Lavush, because at that time that's what everybody was learning. And as Talmud writes, when he was younger than Yerabah, he learned and reviewed the Sifri Alevushim till he knew them Balpeh. However, when it came time to print it, says his Talmud, most people don't learn the Levush anymore. Most people learn the Shulchan Aruch. So when the Levush and the Shulchan Aruch say the same thing, so they put the El Yerabah on the Shulchan Aruch as if he was quote, talking about the Shulchan Aruch. And places where it's only on the Levush and not on the Shulchan Aruch, that's why if you look at the old prints of the El Yerabah, some paragraphs, it starts off in parentheses, Levush. Because the other places where they wrote it on the Simanam of Shulchan Aruch, they were putting it on the Shulchan Aruch, but really the, Levu- the El Yerabah wrote it on the Levush, but people weren't learning the Levush. So therefore that's why they did it. Now it seems that he writes, this is my understanding, that whoever was the copier from him even added in more places and messed up all the Levush and Shulchan Aruch that's what it sounds like from the Talmud, that he messed up and he added more places, Levush, or Shulchan Aruch, I'm not sure which way, and he made many mistakes in that, and that's why in the old printing of the El Yerabah, which is not so old, we've had it till not so long ago, um, there were a lot of mistakes in what he was referring to. Was he referring to the Shulchan Aruch, or was he referring to the Levush? What was he referring to? Another one of his sefers we called it, quoted before is the El Yerabah on six Mesechtas that his grandson put out. And um, in El Yerabah, in a few places, like Kuf, Kuf Lam and Hei, Sivkat and Dalit, and Tav Reish Mem, Sivkat and Aleph, he refers to his Chidushim. And he seems to have more Chidushim than these six Mesechtas because he refers to other places that we don't have. Now he had a sefer on all of Yeridea. And in fact, in the Askamas to El Yezuta, his father and Reb uh, Moshe Kayin, they actually say that they want to give Askama on his Sefer on Yeridea. And it was, seemed to have been ready for printing, but he didn't end up printing it. Maybe it was too costly. And his Talmud writes that really, he wanted first to print his Sefer on Yeridea. And in the Sefer on Yeridea, he didn't leave over one crack, nothing, that he didn't go to Umkash that's what the El Yerabah himself wanted to print the Yardaya Sefer first, and he didn't end up doing it. So the Talmud says, I also wanted to do it. 
Most of the Tircha and Yegiya that the Yerabba put into his Svarim was the one on Yeridaya. But, says the Talmud, I wasn't able to actually print it because it got burnt in the Sreifa that was in Prague and we lost it. He printed like one page of it in the Sefer El Yerabba just to show what it was. Um, the El Yerabba and El Yazuta more than a hundred, I didn't count, but this is someone counted, more than 150 times he quotes from his Sefer on Yoridea. Now, just to point out, we said, I'm sorry, one more thing. El Yerabba, Simen Aleph, Sivkat Yedalid, and in Tafresh Samachtas, Sivkat Nechav Gimel, he says, in my Sefer, Divrei Elya an Tehillim. So he had a Sefer on Tehillim. Now, we said before that he had Drushas, El Yerabba, Tzadi Zayin, Sivkat, and Hey, it says, in my Pirish on Torah, this is what I said. In Kufya Tassif Katan Hay, he says, as we said before, he had a safer on the tour. In Kuf Tesvav Siv Katan he writes, Kasafti Bichuva, as we said before, he had Chuvas. And uh, these are just, he quotes his other Svar many times. As we said, most of them were burnt in that Sreifa on Prague in Tav Kufya Dalit. He was not Zaychat Harichas Yamim. And Chav Bav Shvat, 1712, his son Rabbi Yaleib was Nifter, and he was Nifter a few weeks after that. Ches Nisan of Tav Ayin Beis, he was, according if he was born in um, Tav Chav, see he was all of 51 or 52 years old, and he was buried in Prague. This is the El Yerabba, who is one of our great Paiskim that we follow day in and day out. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and call Tov.